I was being slightly uh, rude about it, is what I was doing. Yes. But were you being cool about it at all? No. But later, I feel like I might be a party dude. This is Insert Credit Podcast 68. I'm Alex Jaffe, and if I got my degree from a game journalism school, okay. my major would have been top ten list making. Uh, if I, uh, uh, my name is Frank Spaldi, and if I got, uh, what was it, my, my, if you got, if I got a my degree, degree in a video game journalism school, uh, I would have flunked out years ago. That's well, no. It's what would your major have been? Yeah. Oh, my ma- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, my major would have been uh, uh, snarkiness. Tim. Oh, my name is Tim Rogers, and I guess if I would have majored in writing reviews, critical theory, mm-hmm. if I were studying to be a video game person, I agree with that. I guess uh, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and if I. If I graduated from a school with a journal, uh, video game journalism school with a degree, it would have been. I'm trying to think of a more inter, a better way to put this, but complaining about stuff, telling people how they're doing everything wrong. That would well, have been that thing. is criticism, right? That's I mean, edit- that's, yeah, criticism and uh, editorial audience criticism. Yeah, that's what this show is about. Complainicism. Right. You would have been in uh, Tim's class. You would have probably studied together. Yeah, except I wouldn't have written no dang reviews. I, w- I would have been uh, uh, some kind of industry watchdog minor. Oh, so you would have been uh, you would have been uh, Kyle Orland's uh, yeah. major, which was, uh, God damn it, ombudsman. Yeah, I'd be an industry sleeping dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're a liar. Okay. Uh, Frank, you won the uh, podcast last week with your insightful comments on Pokemon That's Evolution. Right. Uh, so, do you have an inaugural topic for us? Um, I might. I can't remember if we talked about this, though, so you guys will have to uh, Doesn't matter. cancel this if we have. Oh, well, then. Okay. Um, so, today, uh, the world took a stand, and together we united and said no to Boogerman. Uh, the Boogerman Kickstarter failed today. And oh, uh, they're coming back, though. They're going to do another campaign. Uh, they recognize that the big problem was that uh, it was a remake as opposed to a sequel, so they're going to come back with a sequel. So mm. look forward to that. That's um, going to change my opinion. Would you, sure. say, would you say that Kickstarter was not very successful? Hey, Whoa. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it was not my pick, so I flicked. <laughs> uh-huh. So I guess that got me thinking again about if there's actually any untapped... IP that's not, you know, an obvious Nintendo thing that would excite people based on IP alone on something like a Kickstarter. So excite other people. Yeah, what what would be what would let's put a number on it. What what IP based on just IP alone would raise let's say $200,000 on Kickstarter uh with a re- reasonable pitch regardless of team. So like okay. River City Ransom just got uh, funded for I think 100k. That River City uh, Ransom team. looks real bad. It does. It looks really bad. It's done in Mono Game, which and no offense to Mono Game, but I don't know. That doesn't seem like a River City Ransom platform. And like it's a team that has no history at all. So like that's a baseline to me. That might be the end of it of of, a, of an IP that can just get funded based on IP and that's it. Is there anything left? Um, I would say Bonk's Adventure, but it would come from one person who had just robbed a bank. I don't <laughs> think Bonk would get funded. Nah, it definitely wouldn't. No, but that that was that was Jaffe's joke, it's, which is that I would go rob yeah. a bank and fund right. it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, okay. I would rob a Frank and fund uh, it. Whoa. Streets, streets of Rage. Mm. Streets of Rage. You know, only if they renamed it Bare Knuckle. Yeah. Streets of Rage <laughs> Four, Bare Knuckle. It's an entirely different franchise, Tim. So, so the that Japanese would be a one terrible be... game. Yeah, but. Yeah. yeah, it would it would it would probably get funded for 200k. Yeah, you know, I think right. there's there's actually a lot of Sega you could do like Shining Force. I guess they're still making Shining Forces, even though they're not making the right ones. Yeah, uh, so that that doesn't count. Um, Shinobi. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? 
No, I don't think Outrun can make it. Oh, how about Shenmue? Shenmue would work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only if the it kid. was Shenmue 3. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and right. I don't even think the idiotic kids would mind if uh, Yu Suzuki wasn't involved in that. Right. They might not. No, I think they care about that. I think they care about him a little bit. I think but they I don't care, know. but not enough to keep it from getting funded. So you're saying regardless of team? Yeah, I, I'm using... I'm oh, using yeah, right. Does it Ransom. have to be the original creator? Right. Oh, no, well, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be anybody. Like, 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 I'm using River City Ransom as a baseline, which was like nobody involved at all. M- the maybe, the, maybe the original creator gets involved in a level as a stretch. Sure, but like that, don't, don't count that in your... In your all right. Yeah, okay. Like, a, so, a team has gotten, an, has gotten... has licensed an IP. Yeah, I can think of uh, a lot of... So A-Team, but uh, I, I mean, so Square Enix sells video games all the time. For example, yeah. Final Fantasy XIII sold millions of copies despite literally involving nobody who made the games good, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, maybe there were a couple people involved. I know I'm going to have an angry email or two about this. I'm sorry. But, I, 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 yeah, they sold millions of copies of that. So if, if Square Enix kick-started... Secret of Mana 2, and they called it Secret of Mana 2, even though Secret yeah. of Mana was the second game in a series that went on to have two other installments. And if it were a top-down indie-looking game, and if it were a team like Action Button Entertainment making it, then, <laughs> you know, somebody, just some weird team, uh, they could, yeah, they'd get the money. But uh, What do you think about, um, about, god darn it, I just, I just, I just lost it. It was a see because there was there was a mutant league football Kickstarter. Yeah, right? I, think, I think everybody noticed that. Uh, yep. That didn't get funded. You know, and that, that along with Boogerman proved to me that like press coverage won't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was a uh, that was a big deal to me. The the mutant league football thing. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think anybody involved with the mutant league football uh, thing is listening to this, but that project was originally offered to me, uh, Action Button Entertainment, right? And I didn't take it because I sat down and I thought about it. thought, how bad is it going to look if I do a game project? The reason I didn't want to do it was because of Kickstarter. So it's like, does anybody actually care about that game? And you look around on the internet and you find some freakishly passionate people, but... I was like, there's no way they're going to get a million dollars to make this game. So... That's it. And I think Boogerman, Jim would do it. Uh, see, Ooh, yeah. that, that's that's a good question. You know, would it? I don't think it would. Like, if really? Boogerman no? did it, I and think it mutant, would. Like, how, I, I actually never looked at the Boogerman Kickstarter. I never looked at it. How much did it get? How much was it asking 40, for? 40000 It got 40000 40, out of almost 400 yeah, Oh, that's horrifying. 40 out of 350 yeah. Mutant League Football got 100000 out of 750 I, I is, feel like which is amazing. I feel like Earthworm Jim would ask for a million dollars. I agree, because they would and, they would they would be like, we got the whole team. We got Tommy Tallarico and David Perry somehow. You know, it yeah. would get it would get like two hundred thousand dollars. Earthworm Jim would tank. I think yeah. I think you could get two hundred thousand dollars for for like Toe Jam and Earl maybe, because people uh, remember remember that fondly by accident. Right. Maybe. You'd think so, but. I mean, I, I remember being at school, right? I don't know if you guys remember this, but you there, was, there was a place where you went with a whole bunch of children every day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really strange that I, I, I have this experience. I kind, but, of, uh, I kind of vaguely remember this, yeah. Sorry, go yeah, on. Yeah, so I, I remember that many of these children being like, yeah. Toe Jam and Earl is tight. Toe Jam and Earl rules, yo, right? Yeah. But I remember easily twice as many kids easily going mutant league football is tight yo mutant yeah. league football rules yeah. like th- easily twice as many people i think parappa could do it yeah mm. i don't i don't think so mm. i think that uh i think that i mean this is a completely unfair uh argument but i think the last guardian People yeah. want people want that <laughs> so, sony came on kickstarter it's, it's, like, it's hey, newsworthy guys. yeah we need to get was that our, was that our buzzer? In. Yeah, that was our buzzer. I'm oh, well, buzzer I, I, I'm going to say my final answer is definitely any game titled Secret of Mana 2. 
would Fair get enough. kickstarted for two million dollars. Fair like, enough. Like in a day. I disagree with two million. <laughs> okay, maybe right. not two million, but yeah, okay. it would happen. It's the year 2013. That's true. Why would anyone possibly want a video game machine that you need to connect to a TV and control with physical buttons? Oh, man, I have a fun thing to say about this because I was talking to some dudes. That's why we have a podcast. Recently. By the and, way. Uh, yeah, it's true. Let's talk about those things. There were these mobile dudes that I was talking to, and they wanted to see what kind of games I was working on, so I thought I might show them Gunsport, and I was describing it, and they're like, wait, you need controllers for this game? I was like, yeah. Yeah, you need controllers because you play it on TV. And they're like, wait, you need another screen to play this game with? Why? I was like, man, I'm making a video game. I'm like, it's It, it was just inconceivable to these people that think more about uh, money than they do about fun times that you would that you would want to do that. But I think, man, I think buttons are cool. I like touching on buttons and and looking at a screen while I'm doing it. I don't... I, dude, no. You just can't... You can make good games for a touchscreen or whatever, but they're not the same kinds of good games that you can make on a, on a thing that's got buttons that has direct input and is precise and, yeah. you know, it's just... So why would anyone want to? Because they're cool. <laughs> Well, because they like a certain type of game, and like maybe it's something like Gunsport, but like I'm now of the opinion, and this maybe wasn't true two years ago, that AAA games are not going to go away. Um, and oh, they're definitely not. No. Yeah, and I, I I think that for that reason alone, I don't think you're going to have AAA games that don't use buttons. Uh, well, on you your can TV. have mouse and keyboard AAA games. Maybe. Well, yeah, but like that's not a well, living room buttons, experience. Still. Keyboards yeah, are and, buttons. and they're buttons, right? But yeah. but even if, even if it was specifically controllers, like that's not a living room experience. It's not what what yeah. the promise of a, of, uh, of of you know uh, home theater entertainment is, right? So. Um, for that reason alone, that's why you'd want those darn buttons on your darn TV. Mm. But uh, other than that, there's just games that will never work without buttons that also aren't going to go away. Like I don't think, I don't think you can ever. I think competitive games have proven they're here to stay, and I don't think uh, you have competitive games where you uh, cover a screen with your thumbs. Yeah, well, you can have asynchronous competitive games, but sure. Not. You know, yeah, not... there are games such as games such as Ascension, which people have a lot of pride in being good at that game, and it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I believe just to to go back to that, that I believe a hundred percent that there will be serious competitive games that use touchscreens in the probably very near future. And I say yeah. this as a person who is, god darned, had it up to the top of my head. With people asking if Video Ball is coming to iOS or Android, <laughs> as though our Unity game needs to make a choice of one of those consoles. We're choosing none of those because it's going to be with a TV and buttons, right? So, yeah. I think there's some MOBAs. You know those MOBAs? I sure do. Multiplayer online buh. Battle arenas. Buzz. Yeah, I was making yeah, a buzz. Uh. Yeah. But mobile multiplayer online buzz uh, are coming. I think that there's going to be a couple of those on some tablets that are the real deal mm-hmm. at some point. I mean, but yeah. Anyway, why would you buy a game console that's got buttons? Well, there's some features of those consoles that it's it's just a neat thing. You have it and you plug it into your TV and you can stream and you can Skype with people and you can control it with your voice. And you can press your buttons, and you can play your AAA games. Why the heck not? You know, there's some games yep. on there. Yeah. yeah. And I also believe in uh, this Valve Steam controller as being a really good controller. Oh yeah. And uh, I, you know, I think maybe I want to try it. Maybe we haven't seen the last of us oh. re. Uh, oh. Re-motion controls, maybe maybe uh-huh. motion controls. I I know I've made fun of them publicly, uh, to to great effect, uh, in the past <laughs> couple years, and I've had a darn good time doing it, and people have had a darn good time 
listening to me do it or watching me do it or just, you know, knowing that I'm doing it. People but love maybe, watching other people do it. Yeah, basically. But uh, I'm willing to say, why not, right? You know? Their motion controls might do something. I played mm-hmm. that Wii Sports Resort, you know, and I it blew my mind that it did some stuff. So this actually isn't saying about buttons so much as it's saying you kind of this connect seems like it might do some stuff, you know. There's it's I I, I want to try it out for myself, but maybe you will want the experience of having a giant TV screen with an Xbox One plugged into it and this connect doing this freakish Star Trek stuff that it's able to do, you know. Maybe you will. Right. Yeah. As we just learned today, it can look at your penis, which was uh, not true. But not that true. is not. Yeah. 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 People have been paranoid about that. People are like, "What if the Xbox hears me arguing about the Xbox and turns on?" Man, that buzzer is not going to cut it. All no. right. Uh, we'll we'll not do it next week. That, I just that, I just could barely hear it. Is all that buzzer yeah. is not going to butt it. Sure. That's right. How have video games manifested in your dreams? Well, oh, I had a dream about video games last night. Nice. Okay. I had a dream I that swear I didn't know this. everyone I know, I had a dream that everyone I know had Super Mario 3D World. And I had a dream that Brandon hey, that's me. bought a Nintendo Wii U Whoa. to play Super Mario 3D World. And he <laughs> was like, yeah, I got one. And then he was like... Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's all right. I don't know. I bought it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And then I was like, my car was gone. It just wasn't out in front of my house. And I called Brandon and asked if he could take me to GameStop so I could buy Super Mario 3D World, which was unprecedentedly released two days early. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he was like, yeah, I can come get you, but I'm over here playing Mario myself. And I'm like, but you don't like it, right? And he's like, I don't even, yeah, it's okay. I, you know, uh, I can come get you and take you to GameStop. Because also the GameStop in Emeryville near my house had closed down. Oh, no. Right? So the closest the GameStop was on 51st and Broadway, so I couldn't even walk to GameStop. And Brandon's like, that GameStop's already right by my house, so I'll have to drive to your house to pick you up and get it. That and, is what uh, I would say. It yeah, if I had to drive it to to a thing that's by my house, I would. That <laughs> it's like conceptually, that is more annoying to me. If it like if I have to drive you somewhere further away, that's yeah. that's that's better than having to drive you to somewhere near my house because then I have to drive you drive to your house twice <laughs> away from my ha- and back to my house several times. Anyway, yeah. So we went to the GameStop. Yeah. Uh, I, I, after much... Uh, 50, 51st and Broadway GameStop. 51st yeah. and Broadway GameStop. Yeah, next, much, next to the Payless shoe source, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't uh, It wasn't its usual self. It was very dark inside. There were no windows. Okay. Oh, my. And it was like an electronics boutique in a mall in the 90s. I remember this. And I was mm-hmm. in there, and it was just... Everything was wet. The carpet was just <laughs> soaked. And... Uh, the the carpet was wet and it just it smelled like rain and this is as a torrential rain was pouring on my wooden roof which sounds really cool so i i realized that had penetrated the dream layer and uh i just wanted super mario 3d world and then i don't remember but i was back in my house and i was playing it but not on my giant tv i was playing it on a 30 inch computer monitor in my bed and i I don't remember what it was like. It was just like, oh, I'm playing this. And that was it. Cool. That's my yeah. spectacular dream about pretty Mario good. 3D World. I had one that I guess may have inspired this question because I, I mailed this to everybody, including Jaffe, um, yeah. where I had a dream uh, apparently nine days ago where I made a sequel to Base Wars where you were one robot constantly scrolling upward in, in a scrolling shooter style as people threw a variety of sports balls at you, and you hit them, you hit them with your bat uh, into other enemies, and if you timed it correctly, you'd get a home run that would just plow through everybody or lodge into a boss and keep like grinding there. And, uh, I, and I, as I said in that email, now I want to play that game. I also um, want to play that game. And uh, I actually have quite a lot of game design ideas while I'm asleep, and then I wake up and write them down. And it's kind of fun. It's like I, t- I, th- I think I spend enough time during the day struggling with 
with specific features or sp how to s solve a specific problem that when I'm asleep, my brain is like, what about this entire new idea? What about that? That might be more fun to do than keep grinding on this one stupid idea you're trying to figure out. Uh, and uh, it's kind of fun, though. I've, I've gotten quite a few game ideas from that. I guess three of them. So that's All right. Yeah. And you've got three games in production. Wait a minute. That's right, but they're different. <laughs> None of those are that game, unfortunately. So um, most of mine that I can remember, and uh, I'm really bad at remembering dreams, um, have more to do with finding a game that doesn't exist than uh, like playing a game or, or, <laughs> or designing a game. And uh, I guess the, the one that always comes to mind for me, because it's just funny to me personally, is like I was in, I was in this used game store, I was digging through their Nintendo cartridges, like NES cartridges, and I pulled out a, uh, a, a powder blue, I don't know if you guys know these, uh, Color Dreams slash Wisdom Tree game. I love and those it games. Was, yeah, and uh, this particular one was a Wisdom Tree game. It was one of the religious ones, um, and it was Noah's Ark 2. Huh. I was like, whoa, there's a 2. And uh, the cover had Noah with a beard, um, Riding a skateboard, like like into the camera, like giving a peace sign. Yeah. Um, nice. like Noah's skate pee. Noah's arc two. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. And Tim. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I don't think anybody knows about this. I think this might be like, this might be some weird prototype or something. Um, but then I was yeah. looking at it, and I thought about it, and I'm like, this is probably just like. A, a sprite hack of that other skateboard game they did, Menace Beach, and that game wasn't very good, so I just put it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, this turned out better than I could have imagined because man, that kind of that kind of thing who we Frank, all are and no. our relation, what our relationship is with video games. <laughs> Frank, uh, that kind of thing I happens to me all the time. I in your dreams, yeah. In my dreams, yeah. I'm like Noah's skate pee arc. I'm like, yeah. man, these these friggin' uh, Turbo Graphics or PC Engine games. I have never seen these before, and yeah. it looks like a cool action game. I gotta buy all of these. I'm just gonna buy this big crate full of them that I've found, yeah. many of which I have never seen. And then I wake up and I'm like, man, yeah, that should have been real. That would have been way cooler. I want a crate a full of mystery Turbo Graphics yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, that would be the best. But and it's not real. I just real. want a crate full of mysteries. Period. Yeah, I yeah, love mysteries. Inter it's interesting that uh, Tim, you dream about playing them. Brandon dreams about designing them. Frank dreams about finding them. When I dream about video games, I'm actually in them. I'm not playing them. I'm, like, in the world of the Oh, game. really? I've never yeah. had that. Like, I'm a character like... in that game. Let's not uh, say that I dream about playing video games based yeah, let's on not. one dream I had last night. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. That was just... To be, to be clear, uh, Super Mario 3D World is an exciting event in my life. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just excited about it. Uh, let's fun. move on to our next topic. I think we... Handled that one pretty well. I, a genie I dream about video ball a lot, too, by the way. Let's sure. Just, let's just throw that in there. A genie permanently transforms the entire world to have the aesthetic of an existing video game. Yeah, that's But you right. get to pick nice. which one. Mm. Which you choose. The Elder Scrolls Five uh, Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want it to be kind of dark, and I want just it to look like, I, look, like, look like a snowy wilderness. <clears throat> and you're just, that's and a there's... joke. They're going to be guys just perpetually fixing wagon wheels in uh, in towns. Is it is it pronounced wilderness or wilderness? Wild rainness, I think. No, that's wrong. Wilderness, oh, yeah. I think you're, is what you're it right. is. You're right. I think right. it's wilderness. Wilderness. Hmm. Uh, I Wilder. think I think that Wind Waker would be a fun one. Yeah, I'd live in Wind Waker. Yeah, I'd, I'd live in Jetset Radio. Also. I'd live in Lindlaker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jet Set Radio is a good world to live in. I'd yeah. live there too. Yeah. Um, Set Jet Radio. Sonic I'd live Adventure in work the, as well. the city parts of Sonic Adventure would be okay. Shadowrun. I'd live in Shadowrun. I think. I wouldn't live in Shadowrun. I'm not sure I'd live in Shadowrun. Nah, that's too depressing. I mean, I was... I've been to Shanghai, and that's basically it. I've been to Shanghai. I've been to New York City. I've been to Tokyo. I guess those are all the places that Shadowrun would be. Yeah. I don't. They're okay. Akira. That's a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. A I think. There's think a pinball a game. There's a pinball video game. That's if it looked like Akira pinball. That was cool. <laughs> I, I think, think Wind Waker's where I'd want to live. Yeah, I like Wind the way Waker smoke is... and fire looks in that game. 
Yeah, the, the, the curls on the water and the cl- clouds. The cur- yeah, COTW. Yeah, curls yeah. on the water. I know. Water. I would love if uh, everything looked like NBA 2K14, where everybody looks kind of like a like a burn victim. Yeah. <laughs> With their the some of the skin around their eyes melted. I think that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Um, yeah, I think Wind Waker is probably one of the top ones uh, for I, me. I, I um, thought I thought we would settle on Wind Waker. I was kind of hoping for a more exciting answer, though. Well, I mean, I just, like I wouldn't. I would love to. Uh, hang out and interact with people who looked like the people in that. And I could see if I were a person who looked like that, I wouldn't mind like having a girlfriend who looked like that mm-hmm. or having intercourse with a lady who looked <laughs> like one of those ladies in that game. But only uh-huh. if I looked like one, too. Yeah. Right? Tim, I have good news for you. There is some very, very specific porn that is available exactly for this. Oh, no. I, 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 I imagine. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine hastily. hastily. Yes, <laughs> but but you're missing the part of the equation where Tim doesn't look like that, so he might not be into the porn unless you yeah. dress him like that. But maybe I uh, maybe I'd give it a test drive. Yeah, yeah. Give, give it a shot. See how it works out. Try try, try the power of imagination to see. I think that that Tetra in Wind Waker. I think she's pretty hot. I'd hang out with her. Is she like twelve? No, I, I, it doesn't really matter how old they are. It's just I'm, I'm imagining her as a grown-up. I'm imagining ah. her as like a, a real person. That's the kind of person I'd hang out with her. I'd live in um, in Nino Cooney. I'd oh. live in I'd live in Nino Cooney as well, even though it's not a Hayao Miyazaki art. Yeah, it's it's, it's just some other guy there. Nice, it's nice art. It's nice now, art. The, the world of the game isn't transplanted into the real world. The real world just has the aesthetic of that game. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'd I'd live in that I think I'd I'd live in uh, Tamamayu Monogatari, also known as Jade Cocoon. Yeah. I, do, do you like how I give the Japanese name first? I sure nice. do. That was a J. Superior Jade. language of Nihongo. Superior <laughs> Nihongo, get it in. Get how it about, up. Uh, in. How about Katamari Damashi? Oh. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, I guess I'd roll that cool. up into my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Nice. Actually, to be totally serious, I I kind of wouldn't mind living in a world that looked like Virtua Tennis Four, hmm. and I can I actually have a story about why, and I'm not going to bother telling it. But I was okay. talking to uh, Kazunori Yamauchi, the director of Gran Turismo, about yes. Gran Turismo Five, and I was just saying that I like how it looks better than reality. And he's like, yeah, that's what we're going for. We go to these racetracks and we photograph them, but we only photograph them when the sun is at the best light for everything. So we're controlling the reality and we're aiming for hyper-realistic graphics, but we're trying to make it look better than real life. But at the end of the day, Gran Turismo is just cars, right? And then a hyper-realistic sky that looks nice. You see, not actually the Magic Hour, though. It's uh, Magic Hour would look too phony, too like he uh, he was like giving me some really amazing science about it about like what time between eleven thirty and uh, like like ten fifteen and eleven thirty a.m. is like the best time to get a track during the day because then it kind of appeals more to the primordial human brain's idea of when something should look like something. Meanwhile, so Gran Turismo is just cars and sky and road. But Virtua Tennis is like a clay, uh, the clay tennis court, uh, and we've got like 1080p Virtua Tennis 4, and the way clothing wrinkles on the, because you're looking at people in Virtua Tennis, and the way clothing wrinkles in Virtua Tennis is just so much hotter than the way it wrinkles in real life. So, <laughs> and I mean, again, I, while I would like to live in the Wind Waker, and while I would have intercourse with somebody who looked like a <laughs> Wind Waker character, if I looked like one as well. Mm-hmm. Then I still I would I kind of would rather live in uh, virtual tennis world because I have more of a connection to the way the real world looks and virtual tennis just looks hotter than reality. Except the people's teeth are a little weird. But you can see the lines between them. Fair enough. That's my answer. If you know I, the texture is just fuzzier and more delicious looking. Here's our next topic, guys. Okay. Oh. Hey. Based right. on recent hardware releases by both corporations, who would win in a fight? A Sony-manufactured super robot or a Microsoft-manufactured super robot? 
Oh man. Mm. Well, Microsoft the, won. We're talking about super robots, not real robots, right? Yes, yeah, right. Robots. Specifically, yeah, yeah. super robots. Yes. Um, I think the Microsoft one would have more features. I don't know if they'd all work, but like you'd probably have, you know, the Sony one would probably just kind of have like the normal like turret guns and stuff and but I feel like the the Microsoft one would be like, hey, what about these shoulder mounted rockets? We got those too. Um and Sony would be like, oh yeah, we kinda have that also uh somewhere in here, but we're really focused on the machine guns. Well, judging by uh the news recently with uh Microsoft Xbox One not having Twitch streaming at launch. <laughs> the uh Whereas PlayStation 4 most certainly does, yeah, definitely Microsoft's robot would fail because its camera system that is showing people yeah. in the control room uh. what the robot is seeing would not work. But right? the Kinect works, uh, and that is pretty high-resolution camera stuff, and so yeah. they could do like 3D imaging possibly at night. Uh, but what are they more... streaming it to, though? Yeah, they can't stream it. They can stream it directly to... You know, the controller to the pilot. Yeah, is the robot uh, going to have a plug in its foot that plugs it to the command center? Is there a pilot in the robot? I think there's a pilot in the robot. There doesn't have to be a pilot in a super robot. Well, Jackie just said yes. There is a pilot in the robot. Well, hmm. wait. How old is the pilot? Is it an angsty teen or an angsty tween? Um, I would say it's the uh, lead designers of each console. Oh, okay. So, so Mark Cerny and the it? other guy. Yeah, who's the other guy? I don't know. Actually, so Microsoft would win because they've got probably like 150 guys designers, in, suits yeah. in there. They're all so, arguing, though. They're all arguing, and they don't know each other's names. <laughs> so the That's Xbox right. One has a controller. The controller is much better. No offense to Sony, but that controller is a lot better than the Xbox One. And uh, yes. what? Uh, how does that translate? Just solid build quality. Mm-hmm. Better defense. It could take more hits, I think. I think one, one thing that we don't have enough information for yet is, uh, is the build quality of the, the consoles themselves. Uh, like, well, there's, what's there's going to overheat and what's not? Kind of thing. Like, not even build quality. PlayStation 4, as you might have seen on the internet, when you lay it flat, as you're expected to, because uh, that keeps it cool if you lay it flat. Uh, standing your console up is for rubes. But uh, if you lay your PlayStation 4 flat, it wobbles on the front left corner. When you, oh, when you push it down, it actually wobbles. And I tested this uh, the other day on a PlayStation 4, and it sure wobbles... And it wobbles a lot. Hmm. Like, it's a big, fat wobble. And I remember people on the internet being like, lol, it wobbles. And then other people going, yeah, it doesn't wobble that much. It's just like a tiny wobble. It's like, you know, whatever, I bought one. And it's like, man, it's a big wobble. Like, it's it's a ka-dunk, ka-dunk. Like, you push down on it, and the whole thing just teeter-totters over and clunks against whatever flat surface you're keeping it on. I think know? that's our deciding factor here. I think the Xbox robot's going to push the PlayStation robot over. Yeah, yeah. It, it could stand up. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but the Twitch support kind of uh, supports the idea that the PS4 has more long-range uh, capability, so even if it's flat on the ground, it could still potentially fire some weapons. Yeah, so well, it, if it fires a weapon from standing up and falls over, then... Uh... It would have to... The pilot would have to be highly trained, and Cerny... Uh, okay, so the pilot have to be highly trained to avoid the, the robot falling over, like, to compensate for the balance. And yeah. having, having played a couple minutes of the game Knack, uh, I understand that when it comes to action design, Mark Cerny's not one million percent a professional... You mm-hmm. think he doesn't have the knack for it? I don't think he has the knack for piloting a giant robot. Uh, yeah, but that, yeah, he level. played Marble Madness, though. Like, he's he's able to compensate really quickly and keep his balance. Mm-hmm. Marble Madness is a game that takes three minutes to finish. Right. Which right. is maybe as long as it takes to kill the super robot. Yeah, I mean... not No, not because the, uh, the controller is such a high build quality. The robot, the Xbox, is much tougher. Where does right. the share button come in here? 
Well, the share button. Oh, so the share button comes in in that uh, the the PlayStation Four can be streaming online at all times. So it it'll have comments. So imagine you're playing a game, Dark Souls or whatever, or imagine you're a giant robot, like trying to kill another giant robot. You can stream and you can have comments going, "Whoa, you're stuck there. Why don't you shoot him in the face?" Or why don't you shoot him in the left leg, right? Whereas Xbox One, even if there's a pilot in there, it doesn't have that. It has. It is just a, a guy. This is what I mean by the streaming is what kills it. He doesn't have anybody giving him tips, being like, it looks like he's wobbling a little bit. Shoot him in the left foot. He's got no Obi-Wan right? telling him to use the Force. Yeah, so he's got to rely entirely on his own instincts. And there's a lot of stuff to do. With the forty new innovations and the controller and all that, so okay. Final think. verdict: Who wins? Uh, I think I think Xbox wins. Yeah, I think there's, uh, there's just got more toys in it. It's and like, really tough. I mean, probably have all the Voltron guys in there. Like, but you know, one thing we didn't take into account is that Japan is has a much longer history with uh, with building robots piloted by. But, yeah, but yeah. Hollywood made the only movie about giant robots that made like hundreds of millions of dollars. That's true. Also true. Right. And this is a tough standoff. I I think I think uh, Microsoft I think, has it, but it's a close match. Could be I think draft. we're just gonna have to wait and see <laughs> <laughs> when it when it happens. Yeah. Uh, next topic: Have there been any good racing games where the camera isn't directly behind your car? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what a do you, a what, bunch of them. Here are a few. One is called Vir- Moto Rotor. There's virtual another one. Racing has virtual a camera, Racing. Really high camera, bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yep, uh, I mean, like Super Off-Road is a fun racing game. Yep. There's a Power Drive Rally for the Jaguar, which is the my favorite Jaguar game. It's, it's top-down. A lot of those earlier rally racing games were, were in a top-down kind of yep. mode, and that was... That was pretty fun. Outrunners is is mm-hmm. kind of up. I really Outrunners like. Outrunners is okay. Yeah, uh, those, those early micro machines games. I like those. Also, a lot of these games have the camera in the front of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a terrible. Wait, like, you, what do you mean, like, mounted on the front of the car? Yeah, it's it's Pointing like you it. are the car, and I I don't know how people yeah, play that. Yeah, but good way. games do that. Uh, good games. Yeah, plenty. Good, so as, good as a person who, uh, who likes racing games, uh, I think that the the camera on the front of the car in Rage Racer, which is also known as Ridge Racer 3, is good. Mm-hmm. And also, Rage Racer is a pretty good game. It's pretty good. I liked that. That was the Ridge Racer I played the most, I think. Yeah, uh, it's definitely better than Ridge Racer 4. And Man, think, I think so too. But a lot of people were hating on me back in the old internet days for thinking. Oh, uh, those people are idiots. They they like the soundtrack in Ridge Racer Four. Yeah, they the soundtrack do. is so good. Soundtrack it's, is so good. Go to a too much stuff club. in Four. Yeah, there's way too much nonsense. Yeah, but Rage Racer is really good. I actually thought the music was better than in Ridge Racer Four. Uh, it's it's certainly kind of a sleazier, cheaper, harder, faster sort of game. And I think that the camera on the front of the Car works well in that. I know some people play Gran Turismo from that angle, and they're pretty good at it. Yeah, um, I mean, you can but, play but, Jeffy. You may not know this, but you can play basically any 3D racing game with that. Yes, angle. I, I'm aware, but I don't know why anyone would want to. Some people say it's better because you, you once you learn the exact size of the car that you're racing, you can kind of do anything with it. But games that don't have the behind the car. I think Rock and Roll Racing is a great racing game. Oh, R and R R. Yeah, R and R R. That's yeah. they called it that. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think it's a legitimately great racing game, and it's just a kind of a top-down view, sort of an RC Pro Am view, uh, isometric, mm-hmm. with a weird sort of asteroids slash tank controls. Except it's better than I think. I mean, Micro Machines is straight on top down, but I think it's better than Micro Machines and RC Pro Am and any Cobra Triangle and other other games of that sort that that had that angle. It's it's really really tight and competitive as a racing game. So I would say it's a real racing game, not just some curiosity. Is it more real than real racing? 
It's more real than real racing. Yeah, real racing is not huh. so real. All right. Not so real. Not so real. Also, I was really good at virtual racing with the bird's eye view. Maybe that's just me, though. Yeah. Okay. I think we've exhausted this topic. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Kent Dog, our listener, Kent Dog. <laughs> I know Kent that guy. Hey, what's right. up, Kent Dog? His name he is would Ryan. like to know. He would like to know what the best death animations are in video games. You're the Bubsy. Kent now, dog. That's a good question, though. Um, Bubsy, I think where he hits the, an enemy, and then for no reason he just cracks into a hundred pieces. Oh, Which yeah. Bubsy. Bubsy. Oh, Bubsy, yeah, yeah. Bubsy was full of death animations. EGM talked about them every day. It's true. And they <laughs> were only monthly Back when they were <laughs> No, I mean, you could just spend in the pages and the features of EGM. The, mo- every month they had a feature about Bubsy uh, until true. it came out. They're just like, oh my god, Bubsy. Oh my god, Bubsy. Right? <laughs> and and there was like, look at these death animations. They, were, they had new death animations in every issue of EGM. It's so almost could, as if the game were designed by the magazine's uh, um, uh, advertising director. It's weird. Yeah, that would that would have been a thing. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a real thing. But God, Bubsy's so it's bad. A good thing that's not true. But uh, the uh, they just so you could tell that they were talking about those death animations every day. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the answer, um, the the real answer is uh, obviously Ziggurat has the best death animation. <laughs> well, yeah. I actually um, not even like, it's uh, not even a lol. I I seriously engineered that in my head to be yeah, that's it. Freeze frame, snap to red, scream sound. The uh the Space Quest series is known for its deaths um because it's a game that hates you and kills you every five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I hope they're doing for this new one post Kickstarter is sort of making a game out of collecting all the deaths because I think that'd be cool. But uh, it was like you you could just kill Roger Wilco in a million ways in those games, and they always just put like I would estimate like like thirty percent of the animation in a Space Quest game is Roger dying. And hmm. it's like it's known for that, and it's kind of fun because of it. Um, I would say in Draculax and also in Symphony of the Night, when you just turn into blood when you die, and you just take <laughs> big blood shower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. And he, like like, he falls backward in like a corkscrew spiral. Like he yeah. does, like he does, like three quarters of a rotation in the air as blood yeah. comes out and it kicks into slow motion. And yeah. you hear that that I, I'm uh, I'm including voices and sound effects in this as well because I think sure. that's important. But uh, when it's just Alucard's voice with that weird flanger and chorus effect where he goes <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's, that's the English version, obviously. I think the English version is more horrific and jarring and bizarre than the Japanese version. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, punchy death animations and action games where it's just like, bam, you're dead. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I, what's the game? It's not Rondo of Blood, but Castlevania 1, when you die, you just kind of fall over, and it's just really uh, sad looking. Yeah. He's like, he just like, if you die in the air, you like, uh, get hit back, and then you hit the ground and just go, and it's like, you're just looking at that, and you're like, oh god, I'm dead. And it's just, that was really, yeah, that was really impressive to me as a kid. Yeah. That that's the way you die in that game, and yeah, yeah it was when, almost ragdolly. I really I, liked. Uh, oh, go ahead, Jeffy. Uh, when I played Donkey Kong, uh, and uh, you get hit by a barrel, kind of spin around, and then a halo appears over your head. Uh, uh, that was the playing. that was the first time it occurred to me. No, you're not just starting over a level. You're dying. You died. Yeah. Yeah. And now um, you're realizing another possibility. Right. So I, I really like the uh, the death in Super Metroid, where the screen goes white and you see Samus like kind of the the, the Oh, you see her breasts. Of... Yeah, do you? I don't. I don't. No, you don't. Yeah, you, you don't. see her breasts. Yeah, oh, you no. do. You see. You see her uh, silhouette, where her silhouette. Well, she's got her suit on under there. Yeah, but the, right? no. Well, I mean, you can kind of see some boob. I'm just joking. About <laughs> boob. <laughs> don't I, make I, me dislike the thing that I like. <laughs> Uh, oh, I want to say that uh, I once attended a lecture by uh, Professor Bennett Foddy uh, mm-hmm. of Oxford University uh, of, of 
<laughs> who uh, talked about how making death as fun as playing the game is a big deal. And yeah. he specifically mentioned Space Quest, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he also specifically mentioned his own games, Quop and Gurp, where because you are nudely loose, weird, human, uh, like obviously human figures, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when you die and it's in some bizarre pose, uh, that's really good because you have an infinite range of possibilities for deaths because uh, if your head touches the ground and quap, you die. So you can actually come back from your head almost touching the ground. Very interesting game. But uh, in GURP, I actually like in GURP where you're, you're a mountain climber who is uh, paraplegic from the, the waist down, so you can't use your legs. You can only you're climbing a mountain with your hands and your legs are dangling under you. Uh, the higher you get, the farther you get in the game, the, when you accidentally fall, the longer your death. Hmm. So I actually like that idea a lot. So it's yeah. the, the, the harder you worked at the game, the more heartbreaking it is when you accidentally fall and you're just streaming down the side of this mountain and your legs are dangling and your torso is dangling. So in other words, probably Space Quest. It's <laughs> good. But there is a merit in the punchiness of that Castlevania death. Yeah, I want to add one more thing, uh, which is I I like the when when you beat when you lose as king in KOF, Cough. starting in like ninety eight or ninety seven. That's king of fighters for our uninitiated listeners. King of fighters. Uh, when king gets defeated, the king um, of fighters. King. Her, king is so hot, by the way. Anybody? Her, her shirt busts open, and then you can oh, see that yeah. she's taped up her breasts, and you learn oh, something yeah. new about that character. And that is interesting to me because mm-hmm. you actually learn more about the character through their death. Well, if you if you if you if you played Super Metroid Cold, I think they'd count for the same reason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then also out of this world, can't not mention out of this world. With yeah. And what about very, the, this? Yeah. Very quick cinematic yeah. deaths right. with Ugh. close-ups of yeah. of the, what kills you and all that. It's really brilliant. Yeah, and then uh, Impossible Mission 2 had that really great scream. I don't know if you guys have played that. Yeah. Every every time you die, the guy goes... Yeah, so so the answer is Space Quasselvania. Sure. Which Uh, is a game I need to play now. If we want to play games with our faraway friends turn-by-turn in chess-by-mail style, what are our non-Zynga-based options? Chess? Mm. Um, a bunch of them. There's Ascension. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ascension. All, all those deck building games. There's uh, Hero Academy and its ilk, like strategy. I love ilk. Games. <laughs> yeah, I love ilk. Ilk meat. Uh, Hero Academy and its elk. And its elk. I love elk. Elk. <laughs> uh, let's let's see what else we got. We got um, what elks? What elks? What else do we have? There's so oh, many games. We could we could play us some Clash of Clans. Mm-hmm. Oh, Co Clans, as I call it. I just started playing that Clash of Clans, and I, you know, I don't really understand why this is the spreadsheet game that I'm supposed to like more than the other. I don't really underclanned. Yeah, I don't underclanned it because it's it's about the same, except it's also got some uh, some tower defense light. Stuff or tower offense, in and it. it has really gross graphics if you're playing it on an iPad with a Retina screen. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, and uh, I can really see everybody's scary. flat heads, and it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks it looks super Zynga-ish. So why why is this the one that we're supposed to like? I don't get. I it. think because a couple of cool people worked on it, and they got out that there's like people working on it who are mm. cool, and it's like there's this thing going on where it's like this guy quit Zynga to make his own games. And then it's like, well, yeah, they're, oh, wow, he must be so brave. And then it's like, yeah, the game is just basically a Zynga game. But people still... That's that's sort of probably what happened. with Yeah, I guess. Or Clash um, of Sea, as I call it. Clash of Sea. What other, what other games we got? Chess in a Bottle style games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I used to play... I mean, this is old, and I don't know if it's online anymore, but uh, shout-out to the brothers Pickford, who listen to this podcast occasionally. I used to Pick play their... Bros. The Pickford Pickford Bros. Bros. Super Pickford Bros. Uh, I used to play their game Naked Wars. I don't know if you guys played that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Good game. 
Yeah, there was a turn-based strategy game where you sent your moves by email, and there was like tiny little file that would uh, go in there. I beat Steve once. I beat huh. Steve. Yeah, take that. Nice. Did you get take your sticky balls and go home. What a noob. What, what a nub. What a nub. That's all I got. Did you get an achievement for beating <laughs> Steve Pickford as his, at his own game? I don't think achievements existed. You should have. Yeah, you should have. You maybe should, you should. Wanna, maybe you should ask for one after the fact. Okay. You might want to get on the horn with yeah. uh, whoever is yeah. responsible. Now that the Xbox One has dynamic achievements, uh, pretty much anyone could stick one in. Get um, on the horn, the that's, Lena that, horn. That's a, that's a whole other discussion that I want to have that no one else on this podcast would probably want to have. So forget it. I don't okay. want to have any discussions. No. Right. No. Uh, let's uh, go on if uh, we've exhausted our chess by mail games. There's a lot what, of them. Yeah. I mean, do you have any more, more good ones? Man, there's kind of a million of those. It's yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. I just I I like sitting around thinking about ones mm-hmm. that that could exist, and then I realize that they sort of don't, oh. and I get I get sad about that. But I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. If Be only sad. you had some kind of video game studio that could make these games. Yeah, I uh, have an idea for a couple that I'd like to try to make someday. Someday. One idea, Someday. two games. Sure. Uh, Nintendo resurrects their classic promotional cartoon, Captain and the Game Master, mm. as a major motion picture. Who are Whoa. the lead roles, and what is the story? Nicholas Cage. Cage. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Well, oh my God! It's got to be Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. As Nicholas Captain. Cage as, as an aged Captain America who's who's been forced out of retirement yeah. to go into uh, the Wii U theme park. And he fight. works for Zynga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so he has to, he has to be he has to be really brave and leave Zynga to go into Nintendo Land. Oh my God! They try really hard to hire him, and uh, they get him, and he's working with Mark Tremiel. Uh, the, the the NBA Jam guy on some bubble game. It's Termel, I think. Termel, Riel, uh, I think it's just Termel. Yeah. You know what it is? It's just the last name of a guy who gave up. So let's stop talking about. <laughs> it. No, but when he uh, leaves Zynga, it'll be really brave. Um, it'll be so brave. But um, uh, so, uh, one, so yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's more to the cast. There's Mega Man. There's uh, whatever Belmont was in Castlevania Two. Simon. Simon. Yeah. There's Pit from Kid Icarus. There's uh, Eggplant Wizard and Mother Brain and uh, King Hippo. Frank, you are up on your Captain N lore. I could have done that. that. I well, could have done that. I could have that. And then the princess. I think those are all the main ones. Right? Excuse me, princess. No, different princess. Wrong. wrong, no. wrong there's, no. well, I'm saying. I'm saying. Oh, wrong show. Yeah. Wrong show. Oh, there Link was one episode. Zelda there were was, in. Yep. There oh, were two yeah, episodes, there Frank, were two? Oh and they God. were yeah, the best episodes. two episodes of Link, Link and Zelda. Grown-up Legend of Zelda 2, Link's The Adventure of Link, Link, uh-huh. and Zelda. So it wasn't, they were older, but he still said, excuse me, princess, so which was did, did an she excellent him continuity. In, she excused him all the time. In but, the Captain N's universe, I see. Yeah, in the Captain yeah. N universe. So in the Captain N universe, I'll have you know and or remember... Uh, Link and Captain N were friends. Yeah. So, okay. like, like whenever they met, which was only these two episodes, maybe it was three. So I know somebody's not going to correct me. But whenever they met, it was like, oh, hey there, Link. Oh, it's been a while, Captain N. Yes, yeah. I'm your friend. Yes. Oh man, um, remember, I haven't seen you since we busted up that fort of Moblins or whatever. <laughs> they would like, they would talk about this stuff. It's like, yeah, we had a good time, didn't we, Link? Your zapper came in handy. You know, and it was it's, like uh, it was that sort of dialogue yeah. they always had to indicate that they were hanging out every day when we when the show wasn't on, when we couldn't <laughs> see it. That like Link and Captain N were hanging out, and and we just we were just stroking it, thinking about that. <laughs> so who's uh, Nicholas Cage's best friend, Link? Oh, that's actually a question I am thinking about. So yeah. uh, um, uh, they were supposed to be the exactly the, the, the same guy with name. the nose, the guy with the the, the weird nose that's in. Like uh, Wes Anderson movies. No, Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. Adrian Brody. It, 
No, not Adrian Brody. He's he's Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Luke Owen Wilson. Wilson. No, it's got to be Luke Wilson. Wilson. It's got to okay, be Luke that's Wilson. Not Owen Wilson from Kotaku. It's Luke uh, oh, oh, that's Owen. That's that. That's Owen Good from Kotaku. Owen Wilson is. Uh, Owen Wilson is Luke actor. Wilson's brother. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Who, okay. who starred right. in the movie uh, The Internship with Vince Vaughn. Okay. Like, it should probably be Vince Vaughn should be Link. <laughs> yeah. Vince now, Vaughn? Because he's all – because, yeah, because he's sleazy enough. It's okay, but that it would be a, like – a small cameo. Yeah, you movie. can just imagine. No, he's got to be – it's got to take place in the Zelda world. They've got to go to the Zelda world. But it'll be like uh... – For like 20 minutes of the movie. All Remember right. in Wreck-It Ralph where you thought it was going to be about video games and then it turns out to be like 80% about some made-up Japanese yeah. kart racer? I still uh, haven't seen was, that. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what? You have seen it yeah, in your head. It doesn't, it's, if you can think about it, you've seen it. It's that All dumb. Right. It's, it's right, inconsequential. So, um, uh, is Captain Mickey Rooney rules. What? <laughs> is Mickey Rooney still alive? Wait, can we get John C. Riley to play Link? I want Mickey Link. Rooney as No, as John Mega C. Riley's Mega Man. John C. <laughs> Riley's got to be Mega Man. Tim, you talking Rick about John Criley? John Criley. I love John <laughs> Criley. So he's Wreck-It Ralph. And also, he'd be a hilarious Mega Man. Imagine <laughs> a Mega Man helmet on that guy. That, that, you remember you, Mega Man and Captain N? He had, he had that weird voice. Like, yeah, like, I you know. Need a, you need a weird a little I think guy. John C. Riley could be like, hey, oh, Mega Man, it could, it could be could be Bobcat Goldthwait. Bobcat Goldthwaite is a film he director. Doesn't do that, and he doesn't he do that He would be the director anymore. of the film. He I, doesn't I want, do that voice anymore, no. I want, like, he, short, fat guy. Short, John fat C. Riley is a... I guess yeah, he's a I, I think, I think Danny DeVito? Danny no, DeVito's Danny, Megaman? No. Danny DeVito's King Hippo. Danny DeVega Man? Yeah, Danny DeVito can be... No, I think Danny DeVito's more of an eggplant wizard. Oh, um, I, think, I think it's got to be Philip Seymour Hoffman as Simon Belmont. Sure. Got to be. I need PSH as, uh, as, as Simon Belmont. Because Simon Belmont was always, like, like talking about his looks and brushing his hair, right? right? So no. so I, I think it would be funny if you had Philip Seymour Hoffman as him. So, so like, who's like, Sean yeah, Bean going to be? Uh, yeah. Sean, Sean Bean? Sean uh, Bean? Oh, he's going to be Bayou Billy uh, from the one oh. episode of yes. Bayou Billy where Captain N's like, this is oh, the only game Lord. I've never been able to beat. Oh, no. Oh, good <laughs> lord, yeah. yeah. But then he actually kills Bayou Billy. <laughs> Bayou Billy dies during the episode. What? During, during, during the movie. During the wow. movie. Okay, during the movie. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah th- that's the end of Act 2, and that's what uh, spurns uh, Nicolas Cage to that's go That's when Nicolas and, uh, Cage goes Mother into Brain a rain, and for all. storms yes. Mother Brain's castle. Who's okay, Mother Brain? This might be a weird, a weird opinion, but what about having uh, Laura Prepon, uh, if that's how you pronounce her last name, as... Zelda, um, she is the lady who plays Alex from Orange is the New Black, and also she was the red-haired girl in that 70s show. Which one was Alex? Was that the... Alex is... Her is lover? The, yes. The one with the, uh, the lady with the dark hair and the glasses. Oh my god, that dark is hair. the red-haired girl from that 70s show. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. She, she would work as Zelda. Um, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, she'd yeah, be I'd a put sophisticated Zelda. I kind of mm-hmm. like her as the princess, though. I mean, there is a princess that's a actual like yeah, the main princess character. of the, the, the Nintendo Universe princess, yeah. 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 And she uh, might be better as that than Zelda. Zelda yeah. seems like a small role in this movie. So okay. wait, who's are, are who's playing Mega Man? John C. Riley. Is it John C. R- I, I would like John C. Riley. If not, it's somebody else. You know. All right, we're yeah. missing Mother Brain, Pit, and King Hippo. Yeah, uh, Louis C.K. is Mother Brain. But Mother oh. Brain was a woman in Captain N. I was gonna, I was gonna say making Malali. Look, Louis C.K. is King Hippo would work. Okay. Yeah, that would. Yeah, Louis Louis C.K. is King Hippo. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Pitt, uh, Pitt probably didn't age. No. Uh, Pitt's. Uh, no, Pitt Pitt aged. Pitt aged. No, uh, <laughs> Justin Justin, no. B- Justin Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber. No, I think yeah. it should be um, it should be Shia LaBeouf. Hate that guy. No, he doesn't want to be in any Shia uh, the beef? mainstream films anymore. Oh. Shia the Beef? Shia the Beef. I'm trying to be realistic here, okay? Right. The guy doesn't want to be right. in any mainstream. Right. Right. We, we are, we're actually putting this movie together, and we need to consider all the facts. Come on. And then finally, uh, what, did we get them all? Wait, we didn't I, think, get I, think, I think Matt yeah. Damon as Pitt is, is good. Yeah, that works. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll accept Matt Damon as Pitt. Uh, Matt we Damon. still haven't cast Mother Brain, though. Mother Brain. Uh, Mother Brain is yeah. the important one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, the, what's her name? Queen Latifah. Uh, 
Queen Latifah would be a good mother friend. No, not Queen Latifah. We need uh, the lady who plays the lady from. Uh, Queen Latifah's dead. Okay. I'm okay. Sorry. I forgot. Sorry. We, we need the we need the lady who plays uh, in Game of Thrones, Cersei Lannister. My oh yeah. And she also plays the bad lady in Dread. Is it Lena something? Oh Lena her. Hedy? Lena Hedy. Is that her name? Yeah, her. Lena Hetty. Yeah. I'd want. I'd want. I mean, her last name is Hetty. One of the greatest, just ahead. Oh, oh yeah, it's perfect. It's got to be her. All right, done. We and uh, the way the way she has that scarred face in Dread, like that scarred, made up face with the the lipstick, like it's like whoa. She looks really cool when she's really tough. Yeah, so. her scar moved all over her face. It did. Yeah. Well, know. you know, they they only had like five bucks to make that movie. Okay. Hey! Also, okay. That? The Family final feud. answer. Final answer, Tom Hanks as everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Except Cloud for Nicolas Atlas Cage. rules the end. Guys, we're going to do an actual three-minute lightning round, which is something we haven't done in a while. Oh, an uh, A-T-M-L-R? Don't think too hard about it. Uh, as a public service, for the next uh-huh. three minutes, uh-huh. name as many games as you can, which uh-huh. our audience should never play, which they may be in danger of playing otherwise. Oh, baby. Oh. Uh, uh, On your mark, get set, go. Uh, King of Fighters 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, Earthworm Jim. Toe Jam and Earl. Mm-hmm. Um, Comic Zone. Comic Any- Zone. Anything, on the, yeah. uh, Anything on the Master System. Yeah. Master System. I want to just. Uh... Anything on the Atari 2600, basically. Yeah, anything on the Intellivision that isn't Shark Shark or those D&D games. Yeah, Shark Shark. Or the uh, the, the circus prototype. It's creepy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Get the milk. <laughs> no. Drink. I would oh, say no. the so milk. So you games you might be in danger of playing? Yeah, uh, yeah like you unless might... You, yeah, unless because because you somebody oh, might oh, tell oh. you you should play them. Uh, right. Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls, uh, Heavy Rain, yep. uh, uh, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit. Pokemon Indigo Snap, Indigo Prophecy. Pokemon Snap's uh, cool. I'm, I, I'll yeah, let him play Pokemon Snap. Uh, man, there are so many games that you shouldn't play. This is tough. Well, you um, have two minutes, Tim. Vampire River Rain. River City Ransom, the first one. Because who yeah. cares? Most of WayForward's catalog. Oh, yeah, WayForward games. Yeah. Contra 4 in particular. Yep, skip that one. Yeah, you, you can play the Shantae's. Never play the first, uh, the first Saints Row game or mm-hmm. any of the Kingdom Hearts games. Mm-hmm. Right, Saints. I, I know Jaffe does likes the Kingdom Hearts games a lot. I don't so. like them. I'm chained to them forcibly. Oh, okay, that's too. Far. Uh, the New Steel Battalion. Oh yeah, never play that one. Uh, never play Crimson Dragon for the Xbox One. Yeah, God, what a sadness. Just, just don't even try. Yeah. Uh, never play Panzer Dragoon Orda for the Xbox, even That's though right. you heard That's good. Never play uh, Gun Valkyrie. Gun Valkyrie is I guess a you tiny could, it's bit kind interesting. Of interesting. Yeah. There's some interesting stuff about controls yeah, it's true. in there. It's true. Tim, you uh, tell me, uh, Bioshock Infinite. Uh there's interesting if you want to look at okay. interesting world building and the ending is hilarious. Okay. So <laughs> I would um, El Shaddai is a game you shouldn't play. You should just watch it. It's really gorgeous. But watch never... a couple of your tubs. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ellie Noir. Oh, Lenoiri. Lenoiri. Uh, I've got it on my shelf, and I am going to play it. It's well, you shouldn't. You're, it's like, oh, this is just a hypercard game. With graphics. Uh, I like hypercard games. That's true. I made a, my first game. 20 seconds. Any of the Devil May Cry games. Whoa, I don't like this. No. <laughs> Devil May Cry 3 is good. No, it's dumb. Devil May Cry 1 is okay. Uh, Bonk 3? Can't, I can't top WayForward's catalog for an answer. Yeah, WayForward is definitely the yeah, best answer. answer. DuckTales Remastered. People are in danger of playing that. Yeah, yeah. that's WayForward's catalog, yep. This has been episode 68 of the Insert Credit Podcast. Thank you for joining us for a 68th time. You're well, welcome, Alex Barblex Jaffe. I want to let everyone know that I'll be hosting episode 69. Ooh. Ooh. What? Whoa. Uh, are, that's, is that that's an official joke. declaration? Wait, wait. Okay. I, I don't know. I can host an episode. Uh, if you I, want. I always wanted to. Remember when I had the idea to host an episode, and then we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then, like, Frank got to host an episode. Like, you hosted what? one. 
No, that yes, was a it, that was an impromptu episode. I didn't have any planning. Okay, it fine. was because Jaffe canceled at the last second, and then I just I'm like, yeah, let's just talk about this stuff. Okay, I want, I want right. to, I want that to was engineer. a good episode though. I want to engineer an episode. Okay, episode. you can engineer episode sixty nine. Okay, uh, we'll 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 guarantee that. Uh, so have fun doing that, and I'll be here. Just for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, you can hang out on episode uh, 69. Good. Sure. Uh, why why not? the heck not? Uh, I want to thank I want to thank Blaine Brown, uh, who edits the podcast every week. Uh, thanks, Blaine Brown. More like brain if, blown. More like pot of yep. the Edcast. Oh. Uh, I if you want to send in your questions, you can send them into podcast at insertcredit.com, where you can also send in your votes for the best video game of all time. Uh, which is something we'll be discussing at the beginning of next year. We'll start taking votes for the best game of the year at the in when December starts. I think that's a good time. Uh, so in a, in like a week or two. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, if yes. you want to download episodes of the podcast, download uh, it. You can get them on iTunes or on podcast.insertcredit.com. Huh. If you have iTunes, leave us a nice review. That's always appreciated. Uh, if you're listening to this live, you can hang out with us after the show for a live Q&A, where uh, we'll have a good time with our audience who has gotten accustomed to this new Google plus YouTube comment system. If you missed out, uh, you can follow us on uh, facebook.com slash icpodcast to see where and when we're going to do stuff and what we're up to. I think that's about it, unless anyone has anything they want to plug specifically. I want to plug, I want to remind everyone that there's a new Mario and a new Zelda coming out on Friday. For the Whoa. first time in history, a new Mario and a new Zelda are coming out on the same day. Both of them being Xbox brand new video one games. Launch titles. Yeah, and the Xbox One is coming out, so I, I think that uh, I'm excited to have my Nintendo consoles here. Public service. As, yeah, I'm going to gain 50 pounds before then. Do it. Then I will never be able to get up from my sofa. Uh, Brandon, Frank, anything to uh, put on blast? No. Nah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Spally. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And this now is Sun you're... Baby. And this is Sun Baby. <laughs> and this is oh, Podcasting. And this is podcasting. Is that the end of the episode? Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Podcast over, yeah!